and the present and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. The God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan in the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, Crucify him! Crucify him! And it totally backfired when Jesus said, Forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Welcome. Here we are on Word in Worship for Sunday. We are going to be doing this uh, also on Friday nights, as you know, Word and Worship and Praise and Prayer on Mondays and Thursdays. So if you love worship music and the beautiful videos with lyrics attached to scripture, that's my favorite thing about uh, each of these four days. We do it Monday night, uh, Thursday night after the show. We do it Friday at five o'clock with Word and Worship with Gus teaching with me on uh, uh, the book of John right now and we're digging through Revelation we're all the way up to Revelation chapter 18 next week we might be taking a prelude a little bit to talk more about the feast because we're gonna be in the middle of the feast starting on Friday with Rosh Hashanah and then the 10 days of awe and then moving in to um, the holiest day of the year of Yom Kippur and then obviously the Feast of Weeks after that all the way from the 15th of, Feb of September all the way to October 6th. So God often acts on his feet so it could be intense time, beautiful time to also be worshiping the Lord God Almighty. So join us on these uh, different days. Again, the worship days are Monday and Thursday nights after the show, Friday at 5 o'clock. So really, if you just want to watch the show, it's real easy to remember. It's 5 p.m. CST every single day, Monday through Friday, and then Sunday at 10 a.m., right, With uh, which we're live right now on September 10th of 2023. Um, we're going to dig into some worship after I pray and lift this up. Again, we're going to be digging into chapter 18 of Revelation. And then each Monday and Thursday, 
as long as I'm not traveling, we are going over um, the rest of the books as well. But again, we'll probably take a little bit of a prelude during um, and really dig in to the feast starting on Friday. But we're going over chapter 19 um, on Monday of, uh, of Revelation. And then um, on Thursday, we'll, we'll um, likely teach on the feast. And uh, they really dig into and celebrate that on Friday and Sunday next next weekend. So again, we'll be in the midst of Yom of, of, of Rosh Hashanah and getting into the ten days of Ah. Um, a really good time to retrospect and uh, and uh, reflect on your life and make sure that you uh, have Him as the first thing first, right? And and that's what one one song. In fact, I'm just going to bring that up here. We have a, a brand new song that we debuted on Friday. But I know many of you may have not hit that, and so I'm going to bring up one, that song, a brand new video that we just debuted um, called First Things First. Uh, the Lord literally told me that he wanted me to accelerate that, and so we had that as a lower priority, and we pushed it up because it's so important. So let me lift this time up. Just take the next 90 minutes to just worship the Lord, and let's learn about his word and what uh, he's trying to tell us through the book of Revelation. Uh, but let's lift this up. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the privilege of your Word of God, the living Word of God that we get to learn today. But most importantly, Lord, that we just want to put you first in our lives and worship you today. Praise and worship. Uh, what a beautiful time to be able to just have these beautiful songs with beautiful video with the lyrics right there. Lord, we just pray that we can just focus on you um, this next uh, 80, 90 minutes, Lord. Um, and may we learn your word, may your Lord penetrate to us and, and, and can we just uh, learn that you want to speak to us, that you want time alone with us, you want us to be in the word, you want us to worship you and that's what this is all about, Lord. We submit it all to you in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, so let's dig into some worship music now. Um, we're going to start with the very first song we created, right? one, of the, one, one of the most uh, classic songs about uh, how awesome Jesus is. He is mighty to save, right? Uh, and so that is what we're going to dig into right now. And that is, um, my God is a mighty to save. And uh, Elizabeth can alternate with me if she'd like to, to this morning, if she's not too busy. I know it's her. I don't know if it's not her morning in Australia. <laughs> no, at this time it's our morning. The Lord your God is in the midst, a mighty one who will save. That comes from Zephaniah 3.17. So the, you know, obviously the song is made after that verse. Uh, and this talks about he rose and conquered the grave. And that's what we celebrate all the time, right? Is that uh, what he did. He, Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. And he was buried and he was raised on the third day. And what's cool about that, it didn't stop there. If you just read through 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about um, how he proved this. How did he prove it? Well, one way is he showed himself to Peter and that he appeared to Cephas, which was Peter, then to the 12, right, to all 12 of them. And then and then what did he do? Well, brothers, uh, and then, then, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of them who were still alive. So at what time he wrote this book of 1 Corinthians, Paul did, over 500 people had already experienced the, res the resurrected Christ. Is that not amazing? Um, shine your light and let the whole world see. Uh, a lot of the songs just about what Matthew talks about in chapter 5. You are the light of the world. A city set in a hill cannot be hidden. Let your light shine before others. Let's do that right now and talk about our God who's so mighty to save. 
compassion, a love that's never been. Let mercy fall on me. But everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a savior, the hope of nations. Heroes and conquerors
well. I just love this music. It's uh, for some reason that uh, we have a little bit of a choppy video, but boy, the music and the lyrics are still coming up awesome. Um, hey, would you go ahead and uh, read this, uh, Elizabeth? Sure. What time? What time I is it? Not, what time is it in Australia, by the way? Um, <laughs> it is eleven fifteen at night. PM. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm. Okay. Bless you guys. Um, you are waymaker, miracle worker. But Jesus looked at them and said, "With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible." And that's Matthew nineteen twenty six. You are here, moving in our midst. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? 1 Corinthians 3.16 By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Mm -hmm. 2 Timothy 1.14 You are here working in this place. But Jesus answered them, My Father is working until now and I am working. John 5.17 And finally, promise keeper fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Romans 4.21. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you. Yes, this is, he's the way maker. That's exactly what we're going to be singing right now. Let's uh, just worship him. It's like this video is working better. Awesome. i 
not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you. Mm. Man, I just love this music and I wanted to personally thank um, Annette and Elizabeth and Kimberly for being here. Representing three separate countries, got Australia, Sweden, and the U.S. in the house. Um, many other people backstage uh, probably will have their cameras on later. I know it's pretty early for many, especially on the west coast <laughs> of the U.S. Um, I tell you what, this is a privilege to come to you on the Sunday morning and really dig into really the times that we're in. I've been spending a lot of time on uh, teaching out of Daniel, and which brings you into Revelation, obviously, and then we went through all 12 chapters, and that brings you into 2 Thessalonians, brings you into Matthew 24, and then we went to Re Revelation, we're all the way in chapter 18. And I'm really teaching this from multiple perspectives, teaching to this really kind of four major views of Revelation um, interpretation, right? You kind of have this pretis views that say that, hey, everything happened before AD 70, pretty much, right? And then you ha and we're already in the thousand year of Christ, and um, and that uh, Nero was the Antichrist and the Beast, and um, that's kind of how that pretis view goes. Uh, in fact, but if you were running into detail of that, the Revelation red pill show by um, the um, resistance chicks, uh, that's their view, and they go on that very strongly, and that's what they believe. Um, and then uh, you've got the historists, and that's what Calvin and Martin Luther and all those really believed, where they believe that this uh, all, all of Revelation unfolded over uh, the history of the church, really where the papal, the, the Catholic church, and uh, is, is Antichrist, right? And uh, that view is not real popular, obviously, in the Catholic areas, and um, and we accept all, all faiths here that uh, are that they have the right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel, right? <laughs> and so, we're not judging here at all. But I want to make sure everybody knows that that's the view they had, and um, even the the recent historists are saying that when the French Revolution came and the kind of the the, the, the papacy really lost power and then they're gaining power and that's the they believe that's the wound of the head where it was and now is that we studied last week and that's a historist view and there's a futurist view and that's where the left behind series came in and, and Tim LaHaye and his his teachings and really the Schofield Bible Church and it's really probably the prominent one it's called futurist and um, many people think that is a a, a, a creation of the cabal to, to basically focus uh, just like they pushed up Billy Graham and uh, he was funded by a lot of cabalists actually if you really go look at it Johnny Enloe did a whole series on Billy Graham on that showing that he was really pushed worldwide by um, some of these elites right and that focus was on the rapture and just getting saved but not really engaging in the world and we do have a big problem with that right we have a huge problem with many churches because of the Johnson Amendment not being engaged and uh, letting the elites take over the world, right? So there is some merit, I believe, to if we're just sitting back waiting for the rapture and hey, we're safe, we're okay, we're not engaging the world, that's not what God wants us to do, right? But I am a futurist, I'm just being letting you know because I believe many of these things will happen in the future and I think it's very obvious and it's uh, the newer, and people will criticize the futurists because they, it's, it's a relatively new in history, a couple hundred years right but that's because we had more revelation we saw israel come together as a country in 1947 right there's a lot of reasons why i've had that view then there's the idealist view where everything's symbolic and there's a lot of symbolism in the bible and they think that none of it's really going to come to real events uh, um and it so to speak that almost all of its symbol symbolism right um, but I think we can uh, we can learn from talking about all four of these views, right? There's a lot of others too. You, like 
you, a lot of people think we're in the tribulation period, like Stel Emmanuel that came on my show. We had, we also also had um, Bob Polney coming in, uh, clearly saying that he thinks that we've had the first horse and the second horse, right? The first seal, the second seal open. Corona, and the what, uh, 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 you're talking about the crown that was on the head of the white horse was was Corona, and the whole that whole thing, and that and that the second horse was actually he talked about the George Floyd riots that kind of put disruption he thinks that's when peace removed from the earth and that we're about ready to see the angel of death as the black horse right that's his view now that doesn't make even close sense to me when you really look at the fastness of what the of what those seals talk about I think those are all future still and I do not think we're in the tribulation period so uh, but I pe bring people on the show that have different views right I think it's like healthy he wants us to think for ourselves right and, and, and understand this and, and get into the Word of God but there are some main points out of revelation that I think we can uh, learn from um, that are, are universal across all four of them right we know Christ is coming back he is going to be victorious and we know that we need to be ready for him at any point in time and that we need to prepare to be the bride of Christ and that we uh, know that evil is going to hit this world hard uh, but I really think, again, just to answer people's questions who ask me all the time, what what, what are the prophets saying and how does that match the Bible? And that's why I spent so much time showing you Isaiah 61 and what Jesus said before and why he ended in the middle of verse 2. And he wasn't here for vengeance at that time. He was here to save the world. He was here to give us direct access to the Father. How awesome is that? That was that was you know the, the the biggest event in history by far right before besides baby creation <laughs> itself right and then and then you have uh, um, the the rest of it is all about beauty for ashes and his vengeance on the evil ones right and we're going to be a bride without spot and blemish that we that, that that the Bible talks about the Bible clearly teaches that we have to reach all people groups and I always bring up Joshua. Uh, project.net joshuaproject.net that shows that we haven't even come close to that we have a lot of work to do that's why i believe why all the prophets are pointing to this cabal falling and that the best is yet to come right is true and and it's going to be a glorious time and hit and the glory is going to fall through his remnant right those who are really spending time with him and are close to him that's why i urge you there's a blog on neighborhood.social i'm going to show you here in a second where I have my story, uh, very similar to Nathan French. Nathan French inspired me to really listen to God in a different way. And uh, and I think he wants to speak to you. He's got a book out, Nathan French, called It's Not Meant to Be a Secret. God wants to speak to you. And I believe God wants to speak to you. And so that's kind of uh, my message here is that as we are about ready to go to one of the largest times, the, the most exciting times in history uh, since the second, uh, the first coming and before the second coming, I believe, and before the tribulation, I believe that we are going to have what the almost all the prophets are talking about. I'm talking about Julie Green, Amanda Grace, Robin Bullock, Timothy Dixon, uh, Rob Edlow. All these, all these prophets are aligning on the fact that um, we are going to have this evil globalist Luciferian cabal that controls all seven mountains of our culture influence worldwide and is trying to put totalitarian um, restrictions on us and they're going to try to lock us down again here but we're not going to comply right and then um god is going to judge this 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 cabal and uh so that's why it's exciting to me to read and study revelation with you and you can understand these four points of view and uh and really get the big nuggets out of this though 
is that uh, is, is that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth coming. There's going to be a thousand years of Christ. There, there, you know, there, there are some things that are just universal. We know the second coming is coming and that there's going to be judgment. Uh, but we got a lot of work to do. And we can reach these people groups and they're, and God's going to send them to us. It's not just the unreached as well uh, from these unknown cities and and um, and. and Geo, you know, the jungle areas and all that. It's it's all the deception that they the cabals put on us to lie about our history, to lie and, and and control the seminaries and control the mega churches in many cases. And uh, and and so when once that veil comes off, I, I billions, not just a billion soul harvest, guys. Even uh, Mary Crowley, one of the prophetic uh, voices that we have on this show too. Uh, was saying that half to half the world's going to be saved. That'd be four billion, right? We've got work to do, and they're going to be coming in droves. And there's going to be stadiums full of people coming to see His glory, and He can be using you, and Your glory will shine through you if you just spend time with Him. And part of that's worshiping and praising Him. Part of that is being in His Word, and part of that is also just spending time alone with Him, right? So let's dig into some of this right now. I'm going to get into. Uh, Again, this is going to be all through Revelation. I'm going to show you real quick, though. Just come and join us on Neighborhood.Social. That is the Facebook replacement, right? This is where I have my blog. This is where we have groups. This is where we have pages. People are putting them up. And these groups um, are Zoom groups. You can, you can, so you're not isolated, and you can actually connect with other like-minded people. That's Neighborhood.Social. Again, so that is the Christian Impactor platform. So if you really want to be an impactor at this time and not just wait for the rapture, <laughs> like some people criticize a lot of people, you want to actually be an impactor, well, come to neighborhood.social. It's the Christian Impactor platform, right? And um, again, it works just like Facebook. You're going to enjoy it. And uh, you can actually chat with everybody with a, with a function that's really similar to, see, I can chat with all these people right here. Um, just like Facebook Messenger, right? Uh, but what I want to point you to is if in the discussions we have forums and blogs, and I have a blog up here, new people are creating blogs, it's awesome. And it's a Rick Journal of Alone Time with God. And I've talked about this quite a bit, so I'm going to be real summary. But this is where Nathan French Ministries, you can find the link to that. And this book right here, it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you, okay? Um, and uh, my story is really simple where I read through half this book, read the half back where uh, the back part where he talked about how he's letting how he trains people to hear from God as well. And this book is pretty much just full of God speaking to him and it was speaking to me as I was using it in my quiet time. And then I, then um, I just started doing when I was in the hotel in Israel actually, in Tel Aviv and um, after I had prayed, after I had done a little bit of Bible memory and Bible study, I got quiet with God. That was his first step he trained you on. The second step is to start communicating with the Lord. And the third step is to expect to hear from him directly in sentences and start writing down what God's telling you. You don't have to be a prophet. That's why he's t God told me that he wanted me to share this story, which is uncomfortable for me, but, I, but I'm doing it. Um, why? Because he's asked me to, and I'm, being I'm just trying to be obedient to it, right? And, um, and I actually have my eyes closed with the keyboard, well, on, on the keyboard, and I just listen to him, and I write down what he's saying to me, okay? And uh, that's what, that's what uh, Nathan French was doing. And he, wants, he, he called Nathan French to let the world know that it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. And he's called me to emphasize that as well. And so in this blog, you're going to find, again, neighborhood.social. Just go to the discussion blog area, and boom, you're going to see my story. I have the links to this book and, and also my story that I write about all here. 
And when I said, God speak to me, boom, he started speaking to me. I think it was June 9th, I believe it was in that hotel. And now nearly every day. And when I spend time and dedicate time to him, that's the key, and expect to hear from him, he speaks to me, right? So I'll be posting these every two or three days. I put up the two or three days uh, that, I, that, that he actually spoke to me. And he can speak to you. You don't have to be in the office of a prophet. He still wants, especially at this point in time, big stuff's about ready to go down. It's time to get close to him like never before, right? So let's dig into chapter 18 of Revelation, right? This is talked about the fall of Babylon, right? In chapter 18, it says, After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was made bright with his glory. And he called out to the mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt for very unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. For all nations have drunk the wine and the passion of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her. And the merchants of the earth have grown rich from power of the luxurious living. So I'm going to read through all this, and then we'll come back and analyze it after a few more songs. Right? Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues, for her sins are heaped high in heaven. And God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back as she herself has paid back others and repay her double for her deeds. Mix a portion of her cup she mixed as she glorified herself and lived in luxury. Shall give her a like measure of torment and mourning. Since in her heart she says, I sit as queen. I am no widow. A mourning I shall never see. For this reason, her plagues will come in a single day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be burned up with fire, for mighty is the Lord God who has judged her. And the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, Alas, alas, you great city! You mighty city Babylon, for a single hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of this earth weep and mourn for her, since no one buys their cargo anymore. Cargo of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk cloth, scarlet cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots and slaves, that is human souls. The fruit for which your soul longed has gone from you, and all your delicacies and your splendors are lost to you, never to be found again. The merchants of these waters who gained wealth from her and stand far off in fear of her torment, weeping and mourning aloud, alas, alas, for the city the great city that was clothed in fine linen, in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels and pearls. For a single hour, all this wealth has been laid waste. And the shipmasters and seafaring men, sailors, and all whose trade is on the sea stood far off and cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like this great city? And they threw dust on their heads, and they wept and mourned, crying out, Alas, alas, for the great city, where all had ships at sea, 
grew rich in her wealth. For a single hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven. And you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, So will Babylon the great be, city be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. And the sound of the harpists and the musicians and flute players and trumpeters will be heard in you no more. And the craftsmen of any craft will be found in you no more. And the sound of the mill will be heard in you no more. And the light of the lamp will shine in you no more. And the voice of bridegroom and a bride will be heard in you no more. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth and all were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who have been slain on earth. Woo! One of the, one of the things I'll just give right now is when it talks about deceived by your sorcery. I just got through with a two-day seminar in the Healing for the Ages with Dr. Artisan, some of these great physicians and um, chiropractors and other uh, MDs, doctors that come on my show, right? And, um, and uh, you know, the whole sorcery thing can be back to pharmacia, right? And the whole medical cartel that's being exposed right now before our eyes, right? And uh, so this could be a big prelude to exactly what, how they're, how they're going to get control over everybody. And then what they're trying to do now to get control over us all, right? A uh, whole other big, huge subject that we'll be tackling here on the Blessed Teach Show over the next few months as uh, they get completely exposed. And a whole new healthcare system is going to come in that's actually healthcare versus sick care. Um, it's going to be an exciting time to be alive, guys, as we dig into that. But that's Revelation 18. So I'm going to go back through each of these verses and uh, kind of talk about some key insights to them and what uh, different interpretations believe Babylon is, right? Is it talking about the old Babylon that was there, that was taken down by the by uh, Cyrus the Great? Or is it talking about, um, or is it talking about um, uh, Rome, you know, um, as, it, as it became the new Babylon, if you will? Is it, I just, is it just talking about the whole world system of religion and politics? Is it talking about an actual future place? These are all the things we'll discuss here after we get into some more worship, okay? And uh, looks like my computer's not doing too well, not, and it's a little bit jaggedy, but it's still the beautiful music's playing perfect, and the lyrics are coming up at the right time, so that's, that's a beautiful thing that we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll just enjoy. Um, I might have to invest in a new, new uh, even a more powerful computer. This is one of a, I think it's like almost a $4,000 computer that's got an M1 chips in it. So it's disappointing that uh, all this new software is, is weighing it down. But that's just kind of the way we do this is, and we learn as we go live. I just love going live and I have all these backstagers helping me make this beautiful. Let me know how your sound is on Facebook and Rumble as well. I can see your chats there as well as what the sound is on um, backstage, but it's beautiful. Sounds beautiful to me, and it looks really good on my all my my controls here. But let me know as we're going to dig into another just beautiful song that gets into what a beautiful name. This is the um, relatively recent song she built, and she spent a ton of time on this. Rose of Sharon. You see the roses behind every single video scene here represents a name of. God, right? The name of Jesus and the beautiful name. And that's what we're singing about here. What a beautiful name, wonderful and powerful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. Nothing compares to this. 
Colossians 1.26 says, The mysteries of our God, once hidden for generations, have now been revealed through Jesus. Colossians 1.26. Another part of the song talks about you. The second thing we emphasize, it says, You were the word at the beginning, one with God the Lord Most High. Your hidden glory revealed in you are Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right out of John 1.1. 1, 1. Remember, John 1.14 says the Word became flesh. So it's talking about Jesus is separate from God as a person, but he is God in essence, right? He was there at creation. You didn't want heaven without you, so you brought heaven down. My sin was great, but your love was greater. By counseling the record of debt that stood against us, then he set aside, nail it to the cross, Colossians 2.14. This is that first coming that the Lord, whew, got us direct access to the Father. How beautiful is that? Death or, um, I'm gonna back this up just a little bit so I have time to do this. Death could not hold you for you are raised to life again. What can separate us now? Romans 8, 8.38 and 39 says for, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God. Woo! Think about all the names of Jesus. What what a beautiful name. You are the word of the beginning. One with God the Lord most high. I'm going to call it audible just for a second and take this all the way back to the beginning of the song. I want you to notice that the right at, right above the scriptures, it's going to show all the names of every video of this beautiful, beautiful song. So notice it's going to show you right above the scriptures what that video is representing, and they're all names of Jesus. Let's let's continue. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous song and video. The bright morning star, right there, you're going to see that. You 
Great love. 
Oh, wow. Some of the names of Jesus that were all on these scenes. The Rose of Sharon, the Bright Morning Star, the Creator, the Savior, the Lamb of God. He's the Bread of Life, the King of Kings, the Beginning and the End. He's the Root of David. He's the Hope of the Nations. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's a Redeemer. He's a Son of Man. He's our Advocate. He's the Word. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the Fountain of Living Water. He's the rock. He's the true vine. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the mediator of the covenant. He's a just judge. He's a resurrection and the life. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The son of righteousness. The lily of the valley. The way, the truth, and the life. The door. The author and finisher of our faith. The amen. The prince of peace. The humble king. He's the image of God. He's the king of Israel. He's the exalted one, he's the servant king, he's the carpenter, he's a man of sorrows, he's a bridegroom, he's the light of the world, he's a miracle worker, he's I am, he's Jesus. Wow, I just love this music. Elizabeth, would you mind uh, reading this one? Sure. Um, first things first, I seek your will, not my own, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew 6.33 Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119.105 To live your truth, walk your ways, all my desires reverse. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Wow. 1 John 2, 17. All things I have held dear, what to do if they all disappear? Riches and fame never satisfy, but what would I gain if my soul is the price? Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, lay up treasures in heaven. Matthew 6.19 For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Matthew 16.23 I don't want to love what the world loves or chase what the world does. I only want you. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 1 John 2.15 For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. That's a promise. 1 John 5.4 It's our newest song, First Things First. All the things that I've held dear The vanities that whispered in my ear What would I do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame and all that they could buy I've come to find they never satisfy what would I gain if my soul's a prize? I don't wanna love what the world loves I don't wanna chase what the world does I only want you I only want you First things first, I seek your will Not my own 
kingdom's all I wanna see that song in a second but wow <laughs> those songs just uh, move my heart <laughs> but we'll stick get it now we'll dig into chapter 18 in a little more detail as we kind of jump into what other people think um, and what what the word is trying to point us to I believe okay so let's dig into that now so part of this is again I think part of why God gives us parables and he gives us revelation with symbolism because he wants us to think for ourselves, right? He wants us to search the scriptures. Um, you know, one of my favorite memory verses is, uh, I shouldn't say that, uh, one of my memory verses because a lot of them are my favorite, but um, is talking about in Acts 17, 11 where, um, where, where the, uh, it says the Berean Jews were more noble character than the Thessalonians. Why? Because they searched the scriptures, right? They received the message with great eagerness and they searched the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true, right? I should probably just bring that up just real quick because uh, so it'll be in the show notes as well on Tuesday morning. Um, so if you look at that, um, that is uh, Acts 7 11, 17 11. And 
um, probably should bring up the NIV because that's the one I mem memorized way back 10 years ago, right? Uh, but this is the one I just read here. It is, now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness, but here's the important, and they examined the scriptures every day to see if Paul said it was true. I believe that's what the Lord wants us to do, is examine the scriptures to see if these different views hold weight or not, right? Or just, uh, just to make sure you are spending time alone with him. The word of God is a living word of God that comes through you. And as you have the Holy Spirit in you, you'll get understanding. And he will direct your path as you spend time alone with him, right? That is the beautiful part of what all this is about. So it says in the fall of Babylon. Now, Babylon's a good discussion just to have in itself, right? Because we know Babylon was a true city in the past from um, the historically accurate God, uh, Bible. We talk about that a lot. There's over 100,000 archaeological findings have shown the biblical scripture to be correct and many of the critics to be wrong as archaeology continues to build up over time. So we can be, we can trust the Bible and as true history. And, um, you know, Babylon is talked about in, a, in, a, in quite a different way. So we'll get into that. After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was made bright with his glory. And he called out with a mighty voice, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons. And it goes on there. But if you look at some of these things, if I go back, for instance, to the, to the book of Isaiah, and I look at 21.9, says, And behold, here comes riders, horsemen, and pairs. And he answered, Fallen, fallen is Babylon. And all the carved images of her gods, and he shattered to the ground. So here we are all the way back in Isaiah talking about Babylon here. And, uh, you know, when it's talking about this, is that really talking about the Babylon that got taken over by Assyria? Is that pushed into the future? I think it's both, actually. And that's uh, the beauty about Scripture is, uh, uh, and the prophetic word. It applies to sometimes real physical things in, in the past or the present, and then also pointing to future events, right? And that's what Isaiah took. So then you look at Jeremiah, some of these prophetic books in the Bible all talking about Babylon. Suddenly Babylon has fallen and been broken. Wail for her, take balm for her pain. Perhaps she may be healed. Um, and then, it, then it's also in parts of Revelation that we've already studied back in chapter 11. It talked about, it said, and their dead bodies will lie in the street of that great city that symbolically is called Sodom and Egypt where the Lord was crucified. Now I actually think this is talking about Jerusalem once it becomes uh, possessed by the by the evil ones right but uh, many people think this is Babylon so again I'm just I teach on multiple views that uh, could be talking chapter 11 about the great city being Babylon that we just looked at and then you look at another revelation verse here for instance Revelation 14 that we studied another great angel now another angel a second followed saying fallen fallen is Babylon the great she who made all nations drink the wine and passions of her sexual morality remember when we were Studying chapter 14, it was all about the Lamb, the 4400, and this is the, the message of the three angels was coming. So that's why uh, Revelation is not necessarily chronological, right? It overlaps a little bit because this is talking about in uh, most likely the same event right here in Revelation chapter 14, right? And then we get, this also can take us all the way back to Daniel in chapter 4 where it says, And the king answered and said, Is not this great Babylon which I have built by my own mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory of the, my majesty? This was Nebuchadnezzar being very, very bold about what he's built, the true Babylon, the city back then, right? And uh, unfortunately, 
uh, this is when his pride got to him and he was sent seven years <laughs> into, into eating eating grass, right? So uh, you know, this is talking obviously about the, the true historical Babylon there. But that's, but uh, again, when you, and when you look at Babylon, again, these different views coming back to this. So what is this talking about, this great fall of Babylon? Obviously, this is the end of the tribulation, right? Because we've all got, we've gone through the seals, we've gone through the trumpets, we've gone through the bowls, and here we are at the end of the bowls, and we're seeing um, now this vision of the great, the, this great prostitute, which is Babylon, right? So what's that talking about? Well, many people have different views on exactly what that's talking about. The, so some people, uh, obviously, partially, as we just so showed, it's a historical Babylon, and that was a prelude to this key event at the end of time. Right, and the priests are saying um, that it's it's really uh, that that was representing Rome, and eventually Rome did fall. Not right after crisis, but about 300 years later. Right, they they Rome fell, and they're talking about the fall of Rome because it was the political capital, it was a religious capital, it was you know pretty much every everything to do with uh, even the commercial, right. Um, and then you have the historists that they basically point to this as being Rome as a, as a current Rome like the Vatican, right? So that could possibly be where, that is, if it's a physical city. But the idealists say, no, this is just really a, uh, it, it represents, it's a symbolic representation of all the political and religious centers of the world. And that all that's gonna fall, right? Um, and then, then you have the futurist, uh, where I believe it's actually gonna be a rebuilt city. And where that is, who knows? But we know that the, the if, if it's a physical event that's in the future, which I believe it is, there's going to be seamen actually watching it, you know, from the shore. So it's hard to believe that's in the actual physical place of the first Babylon because that it was on the Euphrates River, way away from the major seas, right? Um, same with Rome. It's kind of hard to see that from the sea. So I believe this is going to be some huge, uh, big city that where all this wealth and and uh, you know where the where after the big fall that's going to come to this that's Luciferian globalist right and when it, when uh, when I believe either we get raptured or or uh, some other event happens the the uh, where we're in safe places or whatever and that's what Bo says he thinks we're going to be all in different cities all the remnant right and that and that the evil is going to portray in the world and that uh, this great Babylon is going to come up and build be, be built but anyway so those are the different views of Babylon but what we do know is that all the evil is going to be judged and the earth is going to go away and a new earth is going to come, right? That's what that's what uh, I think is pretty obvious in this book. There's some people that don't even believe that. They believe that we've kind of gone through that process and we're kind of on the new earth, uh, which is going to be kind of silly. But again, think for yourself as you dig into the scriptures. Um, if you continue here, it says that we talked about the that Babylon became a haunt for the unclean spirit, a haunt for the unclean bird, a haunt for the unclean detestable beast, for the nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual morality. Remember, we're talking about the, the prostitute, this woman being this, uh, this uh, symbol of this great city, Babylon. And the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. So they're all based on this immoral. Just like you see, all the elites sold out, and they got trillions of dollars right now, right? And they're, they're, that that would be uh, to me a prelude to what's going to be happening here. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, "Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins." And that's interesting. That's a a common prophetic warning. Right, that we hear throughout the Bible. If we look at, um, for instance, here in 
Isaiah 52 says, Depart, depart, go out from there. Touch no unclean thing, go out from the midst of her. Purify yourselves, you who bear the vessel of the Lord. So this is the Lord has so patient, man. He's 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 let so many miracles happen, so many things just trying to wake up people in this tribulation period, right? To get people to come out of her. That's what they're trying to do. Get come out of her. And that warning is talking about so many things, right? From historical times. Here's Jeremiah. Like just right now, people need to come out of this. Uh, transgenderism right they need to come out of all this evil that's across the whole world right come out of the big pharma cartel you doctors wake up wake up to what these poisons are right go out of their midst this is jeremiah 51 45 go out of the midst of her my people let everyone save his life from the fierce anger of the lord yeah and it's uh and that so so this is these are just really clear biblical uh a prophetic warning, right? All, uh, even in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 6, 17, we see, therefore go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you. So this is another thing. It's we got to come out of the world, right? Come out of Satan's world, and we got to come to Christ and put him first, first things first, as we just sang, right? It's a very important part of this. And then uh, if we continue on... Uh, here it says, uh, you know, come out of her, my people, lest you take partner sins, lest you share in her plagues, for her sins are heaped high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back as she herself has paid back others, and repay her double for her deeds. Mixed a double portion of her in the cup she mixed. And we see that elsewhere in the Bible in several places. One that I like to emphasize is Isaiah 42, which says, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord hand double for all her sins. All right, so we see that double thing being the judgment coming down and where it's not just paying for your sins one time, it's like, double right if you don't come out so the warning is serious come out of the world come into jesus come into the the kingdom of god that can't be shaken right that's why the god's letting this kingdom be i mean this kingdom of, of the of the devils right the world to be shaken everywhere and it's probably going to get even worse but we can be in goshen if you will we can be in the kingdom that can't be shaken by just focusing on him and putting him first first things first spending time alone with him being in his word worshiping him those are the things that we can dig into um, as she glorified herself and lived in luxury so give her a like measure of torment and mourning since in her heart she says i sit as queen i am no widow and mourning i shall never see I, I, she said, I'm no widow. This is a prostitute talking about. So all, all these evil men are still, as, as she's saying this, as the city's saying this, right? Um, all these evil men are still alive at this point in time. For this reason, her plagues will come in a single day, death and mourning and, a, and famine. And she will be burned up with fire for mighty is the Lord who judged her. We have a lot of prophets talking about a single day. Right, Julie Green, um, some things about with, with uh, Robin Bullock, um, really emphasizing even even actual words from God talking about a single day coming from some of these prophets. Um, that and I believe that's what's going to happen. I know we're frustrated that the that it's taking so long, but look at all the new people who are waking up. I mean, three years ago I didn't even know about the medical cartel, even though I was awake to the evil of this world. 
and now uh, it's, I'm in another level of weakness, way more than I was, right? Especially after going to that conference this weekend. Wow, it's evil. They, Dr. Artis actually showed that how compounds about how actually they're destroying the uterus of women um, through these vaccines so that it literally causes miscarriages. That's how evil these people are. They're purposely putting this stuff in the shots so that women will miscarry. That's one of many examples of the massive evil that they've done with the snake poison and snail poison. It's very, very obvious, and Dr. Artis has so many research articles. It's undeniable now, um, but, the, but, the, but most of the MDs aren't listening. That's why you've got to be very careful. That's why I push like sharehealthcare.com, a Christian sharing versus these this cabal insurance companies that push you in to nothing but big pharma medicine and approaches that are just not not good for you. All this diabetic medicine and stuff is just horrible. And this gets into now um, nine verse nine of chapter eighteen. And the kings of the earth who committed sexual morality and lived in luxury with her and weep a wail over her while they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear and torment and say, and the rest of this is all about this uh, this this Babylon fallen and it's just being destroyed in this one day, right? And talk about one hour in a second, which really kind of means a short period of time um, when you look at the symbolism of one hour. And then here, and this is this really is very similar to what happened in the lament for Tyre in um, Ezekiel 27, where it was removed right and it just lists all about this beautiful city and how it's in one hour basically got just destroyed and it talks about all these different things um here and uh let's continue on chapter 18 of 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 uh revelation alas alas you great city your mighty city babylon for a single hour your judgment has come and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her since no one buys her cargo anymore cargo of silver gold and jewels pearls fine linen purple cloth silk scar uh, we, we did elite lenses it actually talked about i think it was like 15 of the 29 that was talked about back there in that um in in this this verse in uh tire that's a in uh what is it Isaiah? No, it's Ezekiel, Ezekiel 27. So all that Ezekiel 27 talks about 29 things of this great city. Revelation repeats like 15 of these as uh, all these things that are gonna be no more, right? The fruit, the fruit of which your soul long has gone from you and all your delicacies and your splendors are lost to you, never to be found again. The merchants of these wares who gained wealth from her and stand far off in fear and torment, weeping and mourning aloud, I believe this is going to be real, guys. I believe this is going to be a future event where they're literally seeing their lives be destroyed, right? As uh, they did prostitution with the great city of Babylon. You know, they basically are like the elites of today. They've given their soul up to basically follow the beast. They've, they've got the the mark of the beast on their forehead or their or their hand, and they and that and. They now have given their soul up and can't even make the proper decisions after all these warnings from God and all this patience. Uh, many of them will never not come back to Him, and they're going to be mourning for the city versus repenting of their sins and coming to the Lord. Unfortunately, most of these people it's talking about right. And this talks about the shipmasters and the seafaring men, sailors, and all those who trade in the sea stood far off. Again, I read all through this. Those of you who joined it now, I read this whole thing early on so I'm kind of skipping around to some key points 
or in verse 18, and cried out that they saw smoke of her burning. What city was like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads and they wept and mourned, crying out. Now, as we know, the dust on their heads is a common way of mourning. Um, you know, one, one example is back to that same Ezekiel 27, where you see, and, sh and shout aloud over you and cry out bitterly. They cast dust on their heads and wallow in ashes over the city of Tyre here. And now this is obviously a prelude to what's going to happen to Babylon, I believe, in the future. Right? I didn't see any of this stuff happening when Rome, when it happened to Rome, right? From a, that could have been a prelude too when Rome fell, right? But we have this new Rome with the ten toes, I believe, and these ten kings that are coming up that we talked about last week. I believe that's all future, and I don't think they've shown themselves yet. And I think the Antichrist hasn't shown them himself yet either. Um, so again, a lot of people say, they take one of these views, the pretist or the heresist or the idealist or the futurist, and they say everybody else is stupid. And I think we've got to be careful of that. Again, all of these... Uh, potentially um, overlap and have a lot of truth in them and they all have good biblical bases right they're good people that love the Bible believe these different viewpoints so I just recommend you don't just grab one and follow one person and just say this is the one and everybody else is an idiot right and uh, instead open your mind search for your for yourself search the scriptures like like the like those of Berean, the Berean Jews did over the better than the Thessalonians. They searched the scriptures every day to see what Paul said was true. You should be searching the scriptures every day to see what anybody teaches is true, right? It's, it's your, God wants a relationship with you. He wants the word of God to flow through you. So uh, that's uh, one of the reasons we take a little different approach when we uh, teach these things. Let's dig into a little bit more on 19 after they threw the dust on their heads a loss a loss for the great city where all who had ships at sea grew rich by her wealth that's why i think this babylon's going to be a rebuilt city near a huge port and it's going to be um a representative and you know where the religious and commercial and political powers all are in the end times uh, that i think is yet to come um uh, again that's the futures viewpoint and that not not the point but of many others for a single hour she has been laid waste Again, how long did it take to, to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, right? That was a real event in history, right? And so I really believe Tyre as well was wiped out in a, in, a, in a single day. And we see all these things that happened, all these miracles. Hey, Red Sea probably happened in a single day as far as opening up, right? And, there's, there, and I believe that the great exodus that we're about ready to go through is going to happen in a single day. It's going to change everything. And everybody's going to know it's God and it's not Trump and the White Hats that did it. It'll be, it'll, he's using the Trump and the White Hats, but, but I believe this is going to be an undeniable great exodus uh, moment in time that will pave our way to the best is yet to come to this great harvest where the stadiums will be full and the glory will be flowing through you if you're part of the remnant. And how do you become part of the remnant? We just talked about it. First things first. We just sung about it. You need to put first things first. You need to be worshiping him and praising him as number one in your life. And you're going to need to be in his word, his living word, so that he can direct your paths and spending time alone with him so he can direct it very, very specifically. That's how he makes your path straight. You just submit all your ways to him. You submit to him as clay. He's the potter. You let him have his way with you. And wow, you will be used in a mighty way more. And I think... I think this is when John 14, 12 comes alive, where we will do greater works than Jesus, right? As a body of Christ comes together, lining with the head, and the glory is going to flow through us. But you got to do those three things, right? 
being in His Word, the living Word is flowing through you. You're renewing your mind on a regular basis. You're worshiping and praising Him. That's why we do this four times a week with this beautiful music. And then you need to spend time alone with Him and expect to hear from Him. Let Him direct your paths specifically for you. He loves you and wants to spend time with you. Um, if you look at verse 24, I say I'm not there yet. 21, then the mighty angel took up a stone, a great millstone, and threw it into the sea. That millstone is a very biblical concept, a, 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 a symbolic concept. That the millstone that around somebody that uh, is letting children go astray, right? They're going to be just like, like a millstone thrown to the bottom of the sea. You see that all over the Bible. And uh, woe, woe to those elites that are using children's blood for all these, these evil activities. Woe to them. It's going to be a beautiful thing to see them fall. So Babylon, the great city, will be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. So I think the symbolic um, new world order is going to fall and it's going to be a prelude to this actual event, I think. Um, I don't think it's going to be any one city, though. It could be the three cities of the, you know, D.C., um, London, as well as the Vatican, right, as the three evil empire that we have now in this Illuminati way. I believe those three cities are going to fall in some way as a prelude to this. Um, but I think I think in the future it's probably going to be one huge uh, city on a seaport. Um, who knows? That's the way, uh, obviously, Tim LaHaye believed. And, and I'm biased because I read the Left Behind series, and many people seeing that that again it was was a was just like they took over the seminaries that that was a, a ploy to keep us focused on the rapture and not getting anything done. But I can tell you, some of the most biggest evangelists and people that are working most are futurists. So so you can't say that, right? You can't criticize people and say that they're just resting and being lazy because they think they're going to be raptured. That's just not not correct, right? There's I know people that have all points of view that I've been discussing. And they are on fire for Christ, and they are they are fighting this battle against this evil. And so let's not judge each other. Let's come together and unify. Just as Ephesians 4 says, a, with a bond of peace and a spirit of unity. Right? We need to have that here in the Blessed Teach ministry. We need to have that spirit of unity in the body of Christ. And you can have different viewpoints. You can agree to disagree. As long as you agree on the right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel, yeah, let's move forward together in unity. It's going to be awesome as we take back this world, possession of this world, as we, as we live this great exodus and this great harvest together. Uh, it is going to be a beautiful time. No matter if we go right into tribulation, into the second coming to the new earth, uh, you know, that's going to be beautiful. We win there if, if, if I'm wrong, right? And, and, we, and, and we go right to that. Or we do what I think most of the prophets are telling us, that we're going to have this great, great, huge harvest before the final harvest, right? Um, that billions of souls are going to come to the, the Lord and that we get to see the vengeance of the Lord come down and we get to take possession of the nations and become a bride without spot and blemish. It is going to be, what a time to be alive, guys. That's where I believe we're actually going into. It is going to be just fantastic. Um, if you look at verse ni um, 19 back here, go up to that. Come on, cursor, you can get up there. There you go. Oh, the dust in the heads. I already covered that. So verse 24, I'm trying to get to. 
So we go through this in verse 24 says, and that was the last verse. So let me kind of finish this. So we see, so Babylon, the great city will be thrown down in violence and be found no more. And the sound of the harpists and musicians and few players and trumpeters will be heard in you no more. And the craftsmen of any craft will be found in you no more. And the sound of the mill will be heard in you no more. And the light of a lamp will shine in you no more. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more. For the merchants were the great ones of the earth and all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. We talked about a lot of that being probably pharmacia as well as all this uh, true sorcery, right? And in her was found the, the blood of prophets and of saints and all who have been slain on earth. So all these people that, that, that have been killed and will be killed for their faith, these martyrs, and obviously the blood of the prophets are going to be avenged. And uh, you can look at some of this uh, back here in Ezekiel 24, back to that same chapter about Tyre. It says, For the blood she had shed in her midst, she put it on the bare rock. She did not pour it out on the ground to cover it with dust. So this blood of the prophets, um, the blood that, that, that these great cities that become the, 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 the power centers of the world, um, they're going to be judged. Uh, they've been judged throughout history. And boy, are they going to be judged going forward. And that's why D.C., London, uh, Rome, you know, the Vatican, they're all going to be judged here in the short term, I believe, in a huge way. But it's nothing going to be compared to the final, the final judgment, right? Uh, and that's what we're reading about here. Revelation 6 talked about this a little bit. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on earth? This is all these saints crying out who probably got uh, murdered during the uh, great tribulation, right? In this great city. Many are probably in that great city where they are probably beheaded. Talks about that. Uh, but that's all going to be avenged and we're going to have victory over the beast right and then we see here revelation 17 talked about it we just talked about it a couple of weeks ago and i saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints so this blood of the saints this great city this prostitute of babylon they were drunk with the blood of saints and the blood of martyrs of jesus and when i saw her i marveled greatly so this is going to be um many many people are going to be martyred in this future world right we who knows i may be we may be uh, but, but boy what what beauty we have afterwards and what a great time we're going to be able to live in in this great revelation beforehand revelation 19 which we'll get to next uh monday talks about first judgments are true and just for he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and avenged and has avenged on her blood of his servants so they're going to regret it just all these people who, and if this ticket to the time we are in now, all these people that are ca causing women to miscarry that we just talked about, right? They're going down. They're going to be. They're going to be judged. Um, all the people, all, all these people, like the Fauci's and all the medical cartel that have put poison these these snake poisons, these these uh, snail poisons. I mean, the, the average person in the Italy study, had, they found 39 different poisons in these people. And some of them were in the bottom of the ocean. So these are this is, this is evil people going and getting poisoned from everywhere in the world and literally putting them into the vaccines. That's how evil these people are. And there's massive research on that now. Just go fo uh, follow the, the, the Healing for the Ages conference that Dr. Artis did. These people are going down. 
These people that are that are that are trafficking women and children, they're going to go down. And these people that are literally doing sacrifices to Baal and doing spirit cooking, literally doing organ harvesting, all these sacrifices they're doing underground, it's all going to be revealed and they're going down. So the good news is we get to be part of seeing the vengeance of the Lord, I believe, here shortly in this great Exodus moment. And we get to go take possession of the nations and bring righteousness and bring be, become the blood I mean, become, become this uh, bride of without spot, with spot and blemish. And we get to be part of the great harvest. And again, the glory can flow through you, but you have to do these three things. Don't miss this, guys. Don't miss this historic time. You can make a choice right now to take all these distractions in your life and make sure that God is first, truly first. And I mean you're doing those three things. I mean, you are worshiping and, and praising Him on a regular basis. You are reading his word and renewing your mind on a regular basis. And you are spending time alone with him on a regular basis. That's why God wants me to share that blog with you on neighborhood.social that shows you how Nathan French started hearing from God and he's not a prophet, right? And how I started hearing from the Lord directly and I'm not a prophet. He wants everybody to know it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. He'll direct your paths. And the only way you're gonna be part of the remnant where the glory will flow through you completely and you'll be used completely as a vessel you submit completely to the Lord. And those three things are gonna be absolutely necessary. And if you put all that first and in all, all everything else is, is underneath it, you know, God, Vince Lombardi said, God family football, right? God's first, family second. Third is your work life, etc. God has to be first in your life right now. This is a historic time. Put him first and watch his hand move in your life. Wow. He's told me that many times. <laughs> Tell my remnant, put me first. Spend time alone with me. Worship and worship me. He's asking you to spend time alone with him. He's asking you to be in his word. Renew your mind with him. You do that. He's going to use you like you never could even ask or imagine. With that, we're going to go into a beautiful song called Holy is the Lord. And worship some more. This song talks about holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with his glory. Isaiah 6.3 says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. In Isaiah 6.3. And in Revelation, we've studied this. It says, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And for the joy of the Lord is our strength. How great and awesome is he. And Nehemiah 8.10 says, And do not be grieved. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Psalm 47.2 says, For the Lord Most High is awesome. He's a great king over all the earth. Third part of this song talks about, and together we sing. Everyone sing. Just like in the Bible in Psalm 96, 1, it says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, and sing to the Lord all the earth. And uh, Ephesians 5, 19 says, Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Woo! That's what we're going to be doing here. We're going to be 
saying, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. His earth is filled with His glory. And the joy of His strength, his, the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? And we're going to together sing, not just a few of us, but everyone. So everyone, let's sing right now. We're going to be doing it anyway later. <laughs> Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah 6.3 
<laughs> All right, uh, Elizabeth, would you mind doing reading this and bless the Lord? Sure. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Psalm 103 1. You are rich in love and slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Nahum 1 3. Your name is great. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great and your name is great in might. Jeremiah 10 6. Sing like never before. O oh, my soul, worship his holy name. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Thank Psalm 30, verse 4. Awesome. This is a, another one of those songs that uh, just bring us close to the Lord and ooze out scripture. Let's sing, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Slow to anger and great in power. 
There's none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Sing praises to the Lord, all you saints. And on that day when my strength is failing, the end draws near and my time has come. Still my soul will sing your praise unending. Ten thousand years and then Bless the Lord of my soul, all that is within me. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Sing praises to the Lord, O you saints, and give thanks to his holy name out of Psalms 34. Oops. Jump to another one there. Hey, hey, uh, we, we went way long. I didn't realize it's such a long chapter. It was uh, analyzing chapter 18 and uh, really jumping into all those things. Uh, but I just wanted to say thank you for sending this in that last hour and a half, uh, hour 45 minutes with, with us here. I want a special thank you to you know, different uh, worshipers, Tabitha and Charlotte and Elizabeth and Nett and Kimberly for being uh, with their cameras on. I know Linda was on there a little bit as well. We really appreciate you coming worshiping backstage. You can come backstage, by the way. Anyone can come backstage. You don't have to have your camera on, um, but the, there's many, many advantages to backstage, as uh, you know, and that, that was $17.76 a month for years because of all the value. Many people did that, and they're still paying forward in that model. Um, but we put a pay forward model together because we want everyone to come on. So you can come on for free and uh, get all the advantages. You can be backstage with Dr. Artis on Tuesday. Uh, he's traveling, so we might have to reschedule that and put, uh, uh, we're looking to see if SGNA can be in his place and or several other people. Uh, but uh, all these guests that come, Amanda Grace, Julie Green, all these people that come on, you can be backstage on Zoom with them. You can be on Zoom with us. And then uh, even if you can't uh, make it live, you, you get all the recordings. 
Um, some of the stuff we do backstage that is not public. And then also have access as a searchy tool to do, there's many, many more. Just go to blessedteach.com, blessed with the number two teach.com and hit the backstage tab. And you can now uh, get that account set up for free and get links to the Zoom. You'll get my email showing when events are happening. I would love to have you as part of this ministry. And then obviously, as we talked about earlier in the show, uh, my blogs, uh, I do videos uh, uh, several times a week at least to, to uh, keep people updated like when I want, um, I did one uh, from the ages seminars, so I'm at home with my dogs, all that. Um, um, and it's really, really where you can commune with other Christian patriots that are of likeness, like thinking. It's not a time to be isolated, guys. So we invite you to come to the neighborhood.social. You can download it on your phones, neighborhood.social, right? And that is where we're, we're, we can chat with each other. There's other Zoom groups that are um, supporting each other and getting really the ministry is all about us having a lot of groups that are trained to do healing prayers, trained to do transformational prayers, trained to really help hurting people. Because when this hits, the scales come off the normies, if you will, the masses. They are going to be hurting and realizing they've been poisoned. They'll, they'll, they'll have lost family members and close friends. Um, they'll be emotionally hurt, and they'll also probably, many of them, be physically in, 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 in pain. And there, we have the Jehovah Rapha, remember. So we have the great healer. And so these groups are going to be, the whole ministry is about supporting each other and supporting future hurting people. Um, so don't be, don't be uh, isolated. Come to the neighborhood, right? That's neighborhood.social. You can go to neighborhood.social on your PC. I have it on my laptop as well as my phone, and I can and it, and my chats I can see on either one. So it's really nice. It works just like Facebook. So it's very simple to use. Um, but again, it's Christian Patriots on this platform. So we invite you to come and join us. And again, um, the everything can be found on blessedteach.com. That's where you can get the show notes. Um, I usually put my Sunday show notes on the uh, Monday night show notes combined uh, so I can actually have some time off on Sunday. Um, and then what you'll have is uh, you'll get these Tuesday through Friday, you'll get the show notes um, that you sign that up on the front page of blessedteach.com. Blessedteach.com shows backstage. Blessedteach.com has a link to the neighborhood. And blessedteach.com, blessed the number two teach.com, also has our training. So we have a beautiful four week training class that can be done in an hour and a half self-paced uh, whenever you have time per week, right? And um, it teaches you how to bond better with your family members, how to, how to wake them up, how to share the reliability of the Bible, how to share the gospel. And most importantly, it's a whole session on understanding your spiritual gifts, how God made you and how God wants to use you for such a time as this. What's your calling? And help you to understand what your calling is. And really to be used in a mighty way, as we've been talking about, as a remnant for this for this such a time as this uh, that's the training tab on blessedteach.com all that's available um, we've moved this to completely to a, from a business model to a, to a ministry uh, so we'd love to have you as part of the blessed teach ministries at blessedteach.com all right hey with that we are gonna uh, we usually uh, I, li I like to usually have a little bit of time for discussion but I'm way over time I will will uh, try to do that going forward so again, next week, we'll probably be spending more time on the feast. Um, might get in uh, Revelation 19 on Monday. Um, and then I know I'll be teaching on the feast on Thursday night. And, and Gus and I might change that on Friday as well to get in more detail on that as we go continue through the book of John. 
Uh, we'll get a little, a little bit of John as well. And then next Sunday, um, we'll, we'll likely be really digging into the feast heavily. Um, this is a this is a very exciting time because remember September 15th is when the first feast of fall feast starts right this the the evening of that and that is Rosh Hashanah and then that'll go for a few days and then you get into 10 days of awe which is really a, the time to really reevaluate your life get ready for the most holy day of the year Yom Kippur um, uh, which will be 10 days later obviously and then um, as after Yom Kippur, and we'll talk about the, the, the and that's also uh, where we blow the trumpets. We're going to be talking about the shofar. I'll be blowing the shofar, teaching you how to do the shofar. That there's four shofar blows. We'll talk about that, and uh, the power of those shofars is amazing. Um, again, really, God, and God acts on His feast days, right? And then, then you have a few days later, you've got you move into the feast of weeks, and uh, that goes till October. It's a full week, and. Um, you put up uh, huts outside, if what a lot of Jewish families do. But uh, again, a lot of people who are just following the feast days of the Bible. I don't look at them as Jewish holidays. I look at them as biblical holidays. And uh, the Christian church has often uh, moved away from under, even understanding what they are. So uh, I, I decorated the outside patio with, uh, and the family spends a lot of time out there that week. It's what we've done the last couple of years, and we're going to do that this year as well. So again, these feasts, these three feasts, and that last one, the Feast of, uh, of uh, Huts, they call it, or the, 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 that, whole, um, the, that whole week uh, festival is, a, is actually a pilgrimage feast where uh, back in the days when Jerusalem uh, was in power and wasn't destroyed by Rome, right, where people would go back to Jerusalem. And there's only three pilgrimage feasts, right, um, which which include Passover as well as 50 days later, the Pentecost, and then this Feast of Weeks. Um, so those are all things I think is important for us to understand and, and be celebrating with God on those days. And uh, God acts and does amazing things. So we, I think we're going to see some movement in this whole Great Awakening and, um, uh, during the, these uh, three weeks starting on the 15th, starting on Friday, next Friday. So follow this channel and we'll, we'll dig into that and celebrate with you. God bless you guys. And with that, we're gonna we're gonna um, move on to our Sunday activities. You guys have an awesome, awesome day. Thank you for uh, Australia being on. Uh, they're actually in the Monday, I think, right now. Uh, or no, 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 Sunday night. Wait, late Sunday night, going into Monday, and the Sweden and uh, all these different uh, people from different parts of the country celebrating with us. We love you all. And if you wouldn't mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Good. Bye. 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 Bye.